Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. They say it's in your blood, a game that can't be won, only played. A love affair. It satisfies the soul and frustrates the intellect. The greatest game ever played. Golf. It's real. And this is Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of legendary golfer Billy Casper. Talking golf with you for more than two decades. And now, here's Brian and Bob. Thank you very much and welcome in to another edition of Real Golf Radio. So happy to have you along. At Real Golf is the Twitter handle. Find us there. Follow along. Download us wherever your favorite podcast is found. You can also take us along with you on SiriusXM 203 and I Heart Radio on several different channels, including the new GNN Radio Network, courtesy of our friend Ryan Ballingy at Golf News Net. Great to be with you as we recap the 123rd United States Open Championship from LA Country Club and uh, also a little bit on the KPMG Women's PGA Championship at Baltusrol. What a great venue. And then the ladies, two weeks later, they'll find themselves playing right there at Pebble Beach for the U.S. Women's Open. So pretty good stuff going on the men meanwhile on the pga tour at the travelers where it's another designated event so we got a lot to talk to we're going to welcome in america's favorite caddy as we break down the u.s open and the venue and how it performed we'll also welcome in boyd Summerhays, who is a coach to his son who uh, uh preston Summerhays, who played uh, qualified played missed the cut but uh boy sure shows a lot of good signs out there bob i mean watching p you can tell he's his game is maturing at arizona state and expect uh, bigger and better things as he continues to develop you know and the cool thing about preston also is preston plays um during the winters and a lot of time uh with tony finau and john rom and he played in those practice rounds with them um he sees their work ethic what it takes to get to be one of the top players in the world, one of the top 15 players in the world. And, you know, that can't do anything but help him to understand what it takes to get there and then to have his dad along being able to teach him, uh, having been a tour player himself, um, be able to teach him um, how to how to hit it better. And then at some point, um, you know, Boyd will back off just a little bit and uh, – and not take such an active role with him. Yeah, it's really cool. We'll talk to Boyd about that. He also spent some time working with Wyndham Clark for quite some time, who, of course, we offer congratulations on winning his second PGA Tour event and his first major championship. I yeah. mean, the guy is a major champion, and uh, we'll talk about him. He wasn't even in the field at Augusta, missed the cut at the PGA, and then he shocked the world with a W at LACC. And, uh, yeah, as they said, a star is born, and Wyndham Clark will get into it all next right here on Real Golf Radio. 
Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers AAA star Drew Avins, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up, palm down, and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com and you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your ABs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need. Go to ripgrippro.com. That's ripgrippro.com. Staples has everything you need to help run your small business. Shipping supplies and services to help move orders out the door. Print marketing services so you can print signs, banners, and presentations fast. And now during Staples Small Business Deal Days, you save 50% when you buy any combination of five or more boxes, mailers, and shipping tubes. Plus, find new deals for small business in-store every week. Keep your business running right and safe at Staples. Offer valid in-store online order pickup and Instacart. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Concord, New Hampshire location. Prices may vary. N71. Progressive presents an ad from mom. When you bundle your home and auto insurance with Progressive, (laughs) bundle, that's a cute word. What? Read it again. Okay. When you bundle your home and auto insurance with Progressive, you get round-the-clock protection. Oh, that's darn good. Because once my sister Dottie, my older sister Dottie, her basement flooded. Get round-the-clock protection when you bundle and save with Progressive. It's easier than getting your mom to make this radio ad. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Are you looking to sell your house? Call 1-800-SELL-FAST to request a free all-cash offer. We can buy your house in days and you don't even have to clean or fix anything. There are no commissions or closing costs. No agents, no open houses, and no banks to deal with. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST or visit sellfast.com to request your cash offer. There's no obligation. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST. That's 1-800-735-5327. Or visit sellfast.com to get your free cash offer. Sellfast is a home buyer referral service. Each office independently owned and operated. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call term provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800 800- 345-2789. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term providers help thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-345-2789. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-345-2789. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-345-2789-800-345-2789. Now. Back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back. It's Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. So good to be with you. This segment is brought to you in part by Callaway Golf. Trade up, double up, get two times the trade-in value. That's up to $500 over the base value per customer. Shop now through the end of the month, June 30th. You can order online uh, at CallawayGolf.com, or they also have some of their retailers involved. Look, we're talking about the Paradigm family. We're talking about Apex Irons, the Big Bertha family, the Great Big Bertha family, the Riva sets. I mean, pretty cool stuff. Check it out. Double, wow, double value. How good is that? And Bob. 
the paradigm, so you'll like this. So I had a member, one of our friends at the club, one of my favorite guys at the club. And I'm on the range the other day, and he says to me, he goes, BT, hey, hey, come here, i got to show you something. I'm like, okay. He was so excited, right? And, uh, and, and I went up there, and he pulled this head cover off. You know, he, had a, he had his own personal head cover. He pulls it off, and he, and he holds up the paradigm. And he's just got this little kid Christmas morning grin on his face, right? And he's just like, this thing is sick. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it is. He's like, I got, I got it. I'm so, I love it. And then he says, he goes, I wish I could play yours, the triple diamond. And I was like, it doesn't matter. I go, that's the whole point. That's why they make three of them. You know, yeah. I've, I've never played the triple diamond before. It just happens to, this one happens to fit what I'm doing with my swing. That one fits yours. You probably don't put as much spin on it as I do. You know, again, that's not like you're, 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 it's less than of a driver because it's not the triple diamond, but you know, he's just like, I can't, I can't believe how sick this is. And this is a guy that is agnostic, if not uh, other brand favorable does that make like loyal like he's more loyal to other brands than callaway i would say if not at least a little agnostic he's not like us we're obviously huge fans and we have a relationship with callaway this guy is just like hey it's, it's the best thing he's got going so if you haven't given it a shot be sure to do so check it out callawaygolf.com take advantage of that uh, double trade-up value now through the end of the month but yeah i i can't believe sometimes i just sometimes i just shake my head and smile when i hit these shots i'm like this driver is ridiculous <laughs> And I do have yep. to throw a little love in for Fujikura and the shaft. I mean, it's the shaft. It helps as well. But that that paradigm, mm, three wood hybrids, all good stuff. All right, let's talk about Wyndham Clark. By the way, do you think Odyssey's going to sell any of those Jailbird? They can't call him the Ricky Fowlers because I don't think he has a deal with them. But I think, uh, well, I don't even know if Wyndham has a deal with them necessarily. But uh, yeah. they it could maybe make it the Wyndham, the Ricky, the Ricky Wyndham putter. I mean, how many people are ordering that putter? After what you watching the two guys in the final group pot with that thing. Personally, it doesn't look good to my eye. I'll just tell you, like, that thing kind of freaks <laughs> me out. But look, it won him a major championship, so good on yeah. you. Yeah, and Ricky was making a lot of putts with it. What did he make? Twenty three birdies on the on the week. Ridiculous. And uh yeah, it was the most ever in a in a US Open championship. Mm. So um it's working for Ricky Fowler. And Obviously now it's working Wyndham. for Wyndham Clark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think more people are going to be calling up that Callaway or Odyssey rep and saying, hey, I want the Wyndham putter instead of the Ricky putter. But uh, either way, uh, it, it's pretty good stuff. Hey, I think it rolls off the tongue really good as a, as a Ricky putter. A Ricky putter? It does kind of yeah. like, yeah, I want yeah. the Ricky putter. I loved what he said. Yeah. He goes, what, what specs? He goes, Ricky specs. Same ones. <laughs> Very same. So. <laughs> That's pretty classic. All right. All right. Let, let me just start with this. You got Wyndham Clark. In the final round with Ricky Fowler, you got Rory mm-hmm. and Scheffler right ahead of him. Right. Like, if you're picking a guy that is not going to be a factor in this, it was Wyndham Clark. I'm talking about pre, pre-final pre round. You're like, this is all about Rory and Scheffler and Ricky Fowler trying to win his first major, right? Right. Wyndham's just the, like, that's, it's kind of a cute story that Wyndham Clark found himself into the final group. And it was Wyndham Clark that outclassed all of those guys managed that final round. Like he was the multi-major winner. Right. I, I, look, I was super impressed. I kept waiting for him. You know, that's that shot in the greatest game, the, the old Disney movie. And you know, the, the Brits, they're talking about Francis and they're like, he's not cracking. He's like, I noticed, you know, and that was the situation. Wyndham never cracked. And even on the yeah. eighth hole, when he hit it into death, and he tried once, didn't get it out. Somehow got it out the second time. The chip that he hit down. Look, Azinger had already given him a double, and he knocked it up there to gimme range and made made bogey. Made bogey. Yeah. Right. So he just did that time and time again. I, I was, I mean, color me impressed by that guy, man. 
Well, not only was there Wyndham Clark, but there was also Cameron Smith who finished fourth in the event that was right behind him as well. Um, and Ricky. So, um, you know, Wyndham Clark, he wins earlier this year at the Wells Fargo, uh, designated event playing against all the big guys and he wins the golf tournament and he realizes that his game can compete with the best players in the world. And when he gets in a situation in a major championship here at the U S open, uh, a course that favored his type of play with a fade and the way he was hitting the ball, he realized he had beat them all before. And I think he just felt like, you know what, this tournament is mine to win. And then that, that putt on the 54th hole on Saturday evening, as it was getting dark, when he hit that shot in there about six, six, eight feet, and then he makes that putt to get into the final group. That was huge for him because then he knows it's him and Ricky and not not in the penultimate group where Ricky and Rory would be in the final group. So I think it was pretty pretty moxie of him to be able to make that birdie putt and get into that final group, which is where he wanted to be on the final round. Yeah, well, look, I mean, this guy's 29 years old. It was his 137th tour event. He has two wins and 16 top tens. And mm-hmm. he, in, in, as far as this year on the PGA Tour, he has two wins and seven top tens in 22 starts. I mean, this guy plays a lot yeah. of golf. And, you know, he's, this is his third U.S. Open. His first top ten is a dub, right? I mean, again, I mentioned yep. he, he didn't make the field at Augusta. He missed the cut at, at Oak Hill. And then he comes in here and wins. And, um, I mean, I, I did find out later, saw a video the PGA Tour put together that he's a fly fisherman. So that made me even more of a fan now of Wyndham Clark. <laughs> and be, he caught a nice brown that Did video. you see that out in the snow? Yeah. That was pretty good. You got to be diehard if you're going to fly fish in the snow. Yeah. I, I can appreciate that right there. So, yep. um, but, yeah, no, I look, I, all the way around, he hits the ball long. He, but, but it was a short game. I think it's super underrated. Yes. I mean, the way yeah. he was able to constantly put himself in position to score or not give up a shot. I mean, where was the oppor- Where was the time he was going to give it up? Where he, he cracked the door open with bogey on fifteen and sixteen coming down the stretch. That's right, fifteen and sixteen. But that was co- right before that. He had just made. I mean, the shot of the tournament was fourteen. Yeah. We got to talk to the caddy a little bit more about that, but the yeah. way Rory managed 14 or le- or failed to manage 14 and the way that uh Wyndham managed 14, right there was the difference in the tournament in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it was. And it, as you talked about just a few moments ago, um uh, this is a guy that's not used to playing a lot of majors. He's never played a Masters in 2021, 20, 22 or 23. He missed the cut in 2020 at the PGA tied for 75th in 2021, and missed the cut in 2023. Then in the U.S. Open, missed the cut in 2021, also 2022, and he wins the U.S. Open in 2023, and he had a tie for 76th last year in the Open Championship at St. Andrews. So, But yes, that, that second shot on 14 was phenomenal. He hit it right in the gap, bounced it up on the green, got his two putts, and and then had a three-shot lead going to those last three difficult holes and uh, bogeyed 15 and 16, um, or four difficult holes, bogeyed 15 and 16, and then uh, 
got it up and down on 17 and knocked it on the middle of the green and two putted from 60 feet to win the U.S. Open. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff. We'll talk more about this. Uh, Got to talk about 14. We'll talk about the Chasers. Rory McIlroy, a big story. Close once again, but didn't cash in, even though he right. played really, really well. We'll talk about that. Plus, L.A. Country Club as a venue. I want to get Bob's take on that. I'll give you mine as well. What do you think? You can hit us up at Real Golf. Would you like to see another one there? We'll talk about it next right here on Real Golf Radio. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. That's 800-817-2968. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, If you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. Priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear. Nothing shows on the back of your ear. And at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738. That's 800-278-1738. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. 
And this segment is brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort in St. George, Utah. Check out blackdesertresort.com where you can book your tea time to play the Tom Weiskopf championship design. It's his 73rd and sadly final design, but what a masterpiece and legacy it is. Tea times are available right now while the rest of the resort is under construction. You can play it. Check out blackdesertresort.com and thanks again for joining us here as we look back at the 123rd US Open at LA Country Club and Bob as we said there were players that were chasing one of them being Rory McIlroy here's what Rory had to say after your golf course was playing um, you know was playing really tricky and and obviously the you know the scores in the final few groups reflected that um, yeah i mean i i, I didn't feel i there was a couple of things that I probably would have done differently, but um, you know, all in all, I I played a solid round of golf. I um, you know that one wedge shot on 14, missed birdie putt on eight. Um, really, apart from that, I I did everything else the you know the way I wanted to. Um, but yeah, fine, fine, fine margins at this at this level and and at this tournament especially and. Um, but you know, I, I fought to the very end. I um, obviously never give up, and you know, well, I'm getting closer. Um, you know, I, the the more I keep putting myself in these positions, sooner or later it's going to happen for me. And um, just got to regroup and and get focused for Hoylake in a few weeks' time. So interesting to hear Rory McIlroy, a four-time major champion. Let's talk about like, like he's trying to win his first. I know it's been nine years since he broke through and last one of the PGA at Valhalla. But look, this is a guy that's got a tremendous resume. He has, what is it, he, he, 24 wins, something like Three. that? 23 wins. 23 wins yep. and the four major championships. He's obviously played well in Ryder Cups. He's put himself in position, as he said. But, man, he is really down. Like, this is, this is really weighing on him. And you could almost sense that um, feeling and the enormity of what he's trying to do because of the expectations not only from himself but from the golf world and golf fans yeah you know rory has played some really good golf this year too uh he had a little bit of a a lull there around the players championship in the masters but um you know he's got uh right now he's played 12 events he has one win two runners two runners up so far seven top tens and uh seven top 25s He's made uh, 10 cuts, missed two cuts, and those cuts that he missed were uh, the Players' Championship and, of course, the Masters. Then, you know, just in the last month or so with the PGA Championship tied for seventh, Memorial tied for seventh, RBC Canadian Open tied for ninth, and then a runner-up, And then he, but he's won once already this year in the CJ Cup. So the thing you have to understand about Royers, they, those, these guys expect so much more um, out of themselves and uh, – and he played some phenomenal golf in the final round. Um, he was fixed, fifth in strokes gained off the tee with with his driver, fifteenth uh, in strokes gained approach, sixteenth um, in strokes gained short game, and this is where it hurt him. He was minus two strokes gained, fifty seventh in putting, and 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 I I see that because this golf course was set up in such a way, especially in the last round, that things were a lot more bouncy. Balls weren't holding as much. Pins were tucked a little bit more. It was harder to get to the to the flags. So the um, proximity to the hole was much further for all the players, and so it was really hard to score and um, try to make a move 
because there wasn't a lot of opportunities inside like 15 feet, maybe 20 feet that they could really putt at the hole and try to make a birdie. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that. And it, it, it they, they mentioned it on the broadcast, but it was really evident. It seemed very similar to St. Andrews a year ago. Yep. Where Rory yep. was right there. The opportunity was there. Cam Smith found a way, and Rory just couldn't. He couldn't get it close enough or couldn't make the putts. Just nothing was able to pay off for him. And, you know, he hit... I mean, I think he the number of greens he hit for the week is some sort of a record for a non-winner of the U.S. Open. I mean, he just was was tremendous in his ball striking. Yeah. But that putting in the final round, as you mentioned, hurt him. This is what I look at when I look at Rory. And this PGA Tour stats, strokes gain, or, or his scoring average. You know, round one is 66, jumps to 19th in uh, the second round, 23rd in the third round. So, look, those those two, he starts out with 70.36, then goes 69.6, 69.2, right? So, he's, he's putting himself there. That's that's good scoring. It's great scoring. Yeah. Final round scoring yep. average, 70.67, which is 123rd on tour. So he literally opens up inside the top 20 and then falls to, well, opens up at 66, but middle rounds there, he gets himself into position, and then he slips yeah. out to 123rd. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, it, you know, the stats don't lie, and compared to the rest of the PGA Tour, his final round scoring average isn't good. Why, why do you suppose that is? Well, you know, uh, when you look at the whole body of work from the U.S. Open this last week, he shot nine under par. So 271 was his final, was his score. And that was the lowest in a U.S. Open by a player who Mm. did not win ever, ever. So Rory played some great golf. It's just that Wyndham Clark played one shot better. And there could have been a lot of holes where maybe Rory could have made a six or a seven or an eight-footer for a par or a birdie that could have made up the difference. It's just that um, in his final round, he played a great round of golf. He shot 70. He shot even par. And a lot of times when you're chasing a guy like a Wyndham Clark who hasn't had much experience in majors and you saw his record of the amount of cuts he's missed and stuff like that, a 70 would have been a great score Mm -hmm. to really push him and um, to win the golf tournament. But unfortunately for him, Wyndham Clark was able to play just as well and match him and be able to win the golf tournament by a shot over Rory. Yeah, for the season, Rory McIlroy's fourth on the PGA Tour in strokes gain total, uh, second off the tee, 10th into the green, 103rd putting, right? I mean, uh, he, he, so this is a guy that, yeah. you know, he, he's the longest on the PGA Tour. His driving accuracy isn't awesome, but it doesn't matter because his greens and reg. He, you know, he, he's, he's 92nd, 65%, but um, he, he just is, look, he's getting it done. His game is pretty, pretty much there, and it was for a while that he was fighting the driver. You know, he just didn't have the driving game that he had when he was winning majors. He seems to have figured that out just in time for his putter to fail him, you know, which is, yeah. which is unfortunate, but you know, Rory McIlroy, look, he's getting ready for Hoylake. He's going back to a place that he's won before. Obviously every time, you know, another major ticks by that he, that he's close and doesn't win. It adds a little bit more pressure, but he's got to have a sense of, you know, confidence and a shot in the arm going back to a place where he won before. Yeah. And let's just face it. He's 23 wins. What? Four major championships. Rory McIlroy is going to be a Hall of Famer um, in the world of golf. He's he's passed the bar that is what it takes to be a great player in today's game of 20 wins on the PGA Tour. And Rory's not going anywhere. 
Rory's going to play great golf between now and when he retires or when he's done on the PGA Tour. And I really, really feel like Rory's going to win some more majors. And uh, hopefully he gets that uh, one with the green jacket so he can get that career grand slam. I know you're rooting for that. It is a good story. It's history, right? History in the making. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Ricky Fowler was in the final group. He was a fan favorite, a lot of expectations, and uh, just wasn't his day. I just didn't have it today. Um, iron play was was uh, very below average and um, didn't make anything. So uh, that's that's a big thing in majors, especially on a Sunday making putts and, and kind of keeping it fairly stress-free but um it was it was kind of the opposite I was kind of fighting through it all day um felt like I drove it you know at least good enough to where you know iron play stays how it's been and, and make some putts it's a little different situation but um yeah being a little off like I said with with irons and uh, not making anything um like I said I just I didn't have it and couldn't get anything going today Ricky Fowler uh, didn't have it, and it was unfortunate. It seemed like he faded pretty quickly in this one and, and was just playing alongside. But, look, you talk about a guy that's trying to climb out of the abyss. A year ago, Bob, on the PGA Tour, he was 133rd in strokes gain total. Okay, And, so again, strokes gained is interesting because it basically compares himself to the rest of the players on the PGA Tour. This year, he's 10th. Bob, 133rd to 10th. I mean, that is... Wow. That's amazing. I, I yep. mean, it's, it's phenomenal, right? So, and, and let's just not, not just to get hung up in the stats. The results are there. Here's Ricky yeah. firing a, a record 62 and finding himself playing well enough to be in the final group on Sunday. So he came up short, but a year ago he didn't even make it into this event. So you look at that progress and you say, hey, you know, it's there. Sure, it's disappointing. He said it sucks to not win, but a lot of good to take out. What, what was your thoughts on Ricky? Well, like you said, a year ago, he didn't play the event. He was he was on the practice tee waiting for a phone call because he was Brutal. the first alternate and didn't get in. But, you know, here's a guy that's, like you said, started uh, the year in 103rd. He was all the way down to like 187th in the world. Uh, clawed, clawed his way all the way back up to 45th, and now he's 35th after the U.S. Open. But he's played some great golf. Um, he continues week after week to feel more comfortable. Um, he he did have some difficulty, especially in the final round, and he gave up. Um, he gave up a bunch. He gave up uh, uh, almost three shots with his strokes gained approach to the to the to the greens, and uh, and then also fifty third, a uh, minus one and a half shots just with his putting alone in that final round. So um, it didn't go his way. Um, but again, tied for fifth and another great finish for Ricky Fowler, another top five in a major championship. Scotty Scheffler is the number one player in the world. He was close, but just uh, not quite on Sunday. I was just trying to hit some good shots and get some looks. And I felt like on the front nine, I didn't give myself enough opportunities for birdie. And then, you know, on the back nine, I bogeyed 11 and 12, which kind of hurt my momentum. But then I bounced back nice with a birdie on 13. Um, but it's just tough out there. You got to, you got to put the ball in the right spots and, um, it's tough to make putts, but I mean, I fought hard today and, um, you know, I'm obviously a little frustrated to come up short, but I put up a good fight and, you know, Wyndham played some fantastic golf this week. And so he's a well, well-deserving champion. Yeah. I like Scotty. I mean, he's easy oh, yeah. to root for. I, I kept th- thinking he would make some moves and look birdie in 13 and 16 down the stretch. That was pretty good. Look, he went, he goes two under 13 through 18, two under. All it needed was a little crack in the armor from Wyndham Clark, 
And Scotty Scheffler was right there. I mean, that's a very difficult stretch. That's the meat of the golf course. And he goes two under on Sunday in those conditions. That's some damn good plan. I'll just say it, right? But Wyndham <laughs> didn't crack. And that's maybe, to no. me, at the end of the day, that's what was so impressive watching the way Wyndham hand, handled himself. Well, and again, Scotty Scheffler now has, uh, what? He's not missed a cut this year. He's only got uh, two rounds outside of, or, or two tournaments outside of the top 10 or three. And uh, what, 14 top 10s, another uh, third place finish in a major championship. He continues to prove why he is the number one player in the world because he is totally comfortable getting himself into a position to um, to contend and have a chance to win golf tournaments and major championships. He um, He's an exciting player to watch, in my opinion, because he's come so far in just a short period of time, a year and a half to two years, and winning golf tournaments and playing the type of golf that he plays. Well, how about being just comfortable by being in yeah. contention? There's a that, that Absolutely. That's, a, that's a skill in and of itself. That that's a talent in and of itself to be comfortable to be in contention all of the every single time you tee it up. So, yeah, really really good stuff. Hey, when we come back, Boyd Summerhays is going to join us. He's got a lot of reasons to talk US Open. We'll uh, we're excited to welcome him in next. Thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Everyone expects distance from their driver. We're shifting the paradigm to deliver far more than that. We constructed the first ever 360 carbon chassis. It's 44% lighter than titanium, shifting weight to actively enhance both distance and forgiveness. Now you get 15% tighter downrange dispersion in our longest driver ever. This is the new paradigm in performance from Callaway, the kings of distance. We all love heading to St. George for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What's been missing is a Scottsdale-style golf resort where you can stay and play and own your own residence. That's why we're building Black Desert Resort at Entrada, offering exceptional amenities from a spa, world-class dining and shopping, water park, and a Tom Weiskopf championship golf course. It's literally an outdoor paradise. Find out about exclusive real estate opportunities available now at blackdesertresort.com. This is not about splitting hairs. It's more precise than that. It's knowing to one one one-thousandth of an inch that every layer of every Chrome Soft is manufactured precisely, which we confirm with proprietary 3D X-Ray. Precision technology is not an industry standard, but it is ours. You can hope your ball performs consistently, or you can know it will with precision technology. Chrome Soft, better for the best, better for everyone. There are currently 2 million American spouses and children whose family member was killed or disabled in defense of our country, which is why I founded the Folds of Honor, providing educational scholarships to the families of 1% of the Americans who protect our freedom. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Please join our squadron today. Your $13 a month speaks volumes and changes lives forever. It looks like a blade. It feels like a blade. 
but it performs unlike any other. The new Odyssey Tri-Hot 5K is a radical departure from traditional thinking. With multi-material construction, a shallow CG, and MOI over 5,000, we've actually made the blade forgiving. The days of sacrificing performance for looks and feel just ended. The new Tri-Hot 5K, it's a blade unlike any other. From Odyssey, the number one putter on tour. Sometimes, less is more. Like creating a revolutionary new raw face to maximize spin in every possible condition. But other times, more is more. Like taking the most aggressive groove in golf and adding even more advanced wedge technology. Like optimized tungsten weighting. It takes true innovation to deliver pure spin in its rawest form. The new Jaws Raw from Callaway. Now, back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back. It's Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Thanks again for joining us here. We're looking back at L.A. Country Club in the 123rd U.S. Open last week. Wyndham Clark, the champ, and really excited to welcome in, as mentioned, our good friend who spends all his time these days on a golf course or on a range somewhere, uh, analyzing and helping uh, some of the best players in the world, including three of his own kids, actually, uh, that are out there playing and competing and growing into fine players in their own right. Boyd Summerhays is our guest. Boyd, how are you? I'm doing great, Brian. Bob, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's good. It was great to see you last week and walk around a little bit. I just thought the whole thing was super cool. I thought about it as a father. It was Father's Day, and you're out there. You're watching your son compete in the U.S. Open Championship. And, you know, we stood with you and chatted just briefly, but you could just sense that's got to be not only a sense of pride, but just nervous, right? I mean, I would imagine as a former player yourself, it's a lot harder to watch your kids out there than be out there doing it yourself, huh? Yeah, it's by far the worst. <laughs> I say worst, but I mean, there's obviously great moments and uh, moments that they'd like to do better in. But as a parent, you just naturally, you care about your kid. You want what's best for them. And that's not necessarily what's best for them is that they're always succeeding, right? But um, yeah, it's just natural on the course. I find myself much more uptight or <laughs> watching my own kids than say even a professional client that I make my living from. So or, a, or an amateur golfer that, that comes and sees me when I watch them compete. It's all just like a different feeling, but watching your own kid play, and especially in a major championship, and you want them to do well, <laughs> it's uh, you got to breathe out there, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, so how involved are you with uh, Preston in instruction, in uh, your thinking process or his thinking process around a golf course, that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, I've been his coach and his mentor, and by his side his whole career um so yeah i mean i coach my kids their technique and the mental game and golf iq anything i can give to them um that's what i've done and it's been a cool process with preston i caddy for him in the qualifier but not in the u.s open i caddy for him in almost every one of his tour events and his last major championship as well and then these two state ams that he won but those were moments where at the time you you are trying to develop them as a player but also you want those father son moments that are just amazing too it's not always just about the golf side it's there's been some really cool moments we've been able to share together just caddying you know at the waste management at Wingfoot and when he played in the u.s open but this year I've, I've watched him play over the last um several months and it's really cool i'm starting to feel like every time i watch him play i'm like mm, sure of course he's going to hit bad shots 
that's inevitable, but that's not a bad decision or that's not the wrong strategy. He really understands his game. He really understands the game. And we thought it was a good time for me not to caddy here at this uh, major championship at LACC just because I feel like it was always the plan to, I'm, I never wanted to be my kids' caddies long-term. Um, the only reason why I would do it is it's I'm free that week or that I truly still am helping them in that developmental stage. And um, me and Preston have worked really well together as far as, you know, coach and student. And on the bag, I think that over the years, I can't imagine how many, it would be hard to remember how many rounds and hours I've spent on a course caddying and going over the, X's and O's, but he just, I watch him play and I'm really proud of him and all his hard work and development where he just does the right things on the course. And so I just did everything with Preston as I would have done with Tony or Taylor Gooch or any other tour pro and just the normal preparation and getting ready for a tournament. And that's what I see moving forward with Preston. I will caddy for him. I bet once or twice a year, probably at least once, but that's just as a perspective of a coach. I think it's invaluable if the coach is healthy enough to carry the bag and not get in the way. I think it's an amazing way to see how a player thinks, reacts in certain situations, how far their ball goes in certain situations when they get you know a little amped up. But um, he's developing really, really nicely. And he didn't play well last week, but that he actually took a lot of confidence from it where he was like, wow, dad, you've seen me play lately and that was, that was not good. And I still with nine holes to go, had a chance, you know, get to the weekend and compete. So all positives. And it's just really fun to see kind of a proud dad moment as I passed him on to, you know, another caddy, but, um, a really proud coach moment where you're just like, okay, he's, uh, he knows everything he needs to know to be at the highest level. And, and, um, it gives him a lot of confidence too, when I'm not always by his side and, you know, trying to act as if I'm doing more for him than I really am. And he's so, so good. And he's worked really hard on his own. And golf is a very independent game. And he's taken a lot of pride in being able to get to a golf tournament, say in college golf, they go in the afternoon, they play quick practice and they got to get ready to play the next day. I think being gone at college has really helped him at Arizona state where he's had to do a lot of that preparation on his own or with his teammates and, and coaches there over the last couple of years, but I've noticed a big difference in his game, the way he approaches it, and it's been really exciting for me to see. Boyd Summerhays joining us here on Real Golf Radio. You kind of bring up something, and by the way, I loved all that. Thank you for sharing. As parents, we want our kids to take up the hobbies that we like and that we enjoy, and oftentimes that involves golf or other sports, and we want so badly for them to just kind of grasp the same love of it that we have, and and then we try so hard to do what's what we think is best for them, which, as you pointed out, isn't always best for them. How did you balance that? And this is maybe a, a bigger topic, but how do you balance that time as, okay, I'm dad, but now i got to step in and be coach and kind of not dad, a little bit of dad, but but more coach and, and, and still maintain the relationship where they still like you when you go home for dinner at night? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a balance. I've made my mistakes over the years, and I, I'm – I like sharing those with people that I care about that they're trying to take their kids through the the same process. And I kind of had, you know, I look at it three ways. First, I'm their dad. Next, in, in my case with my three kids, I am one of their best friends. So I've got dad, best friend, and then coach. And over the years, I've gotten better about actually distinguishing the three. Even if we're at home talking about something, I'll say to one of my kids, hey, this is, 
this is advice or this is me talking as a dad. Okay. Now this is me talking as, Hey, you're asking a best friend's opinion because a dad and a best friend, they talk differently, right? <laughs> we mess up with a best friend or best friends just tell us what the heck are you doing? Right. Or why are you doing, uh, <laughs> why are you wanting to go do that? Or this, that, and the other, you just talk to somebody bluntly when your best friend, a dad is there to support and really facilitate them becoming, you know, who they were meant to be in this world and kind of be there emotionally, physically, spiritually, uh, to support him. And then a coach, um, I've had the same theory with all my players is that I don't hover too much on tour. I, I've never been the type that travels week to week. There's usually every other week. And so there's that independence for the player where they've got to figure it out on their own too. And that's what type of player I like to work with anyway, or that's what I believe in my philosophy. So I'm never hovering too tightly, even on the coaching side. Yeah, of course, when they were younger and that the lessons and what they needed to learn was so much more intense. There's a lot more time involved, but as they get better, it evolves into different things. I mean, as they get older, we can make their golf game quote unquote or their life better by being really supportive parents. And so I take those three roles. It get, it gets confusing though, too. I've, I've had my fair share of, you know, chats with, you know, Preston, Grace and Cam where it's like, okay, um, we actually literally before we start talking, it's like, okay, this is like a dad conversation. This is a best friend conversation. And then this is coach because hmm. the kid hears it differently. If he knows which one you're coming from, if I'm getting on him about something of the golf stuff, but I haven't clarified that, Hey, this is, this is my coach's opinion. It may come off as like, dang, dad's disappointed in me like dad instead of like, okay, coach wants me to do this because they, you feel it differently. And I think, once I made the, once I had the ability to kind of separate the three, the dad, best friend and coach, when I communicated, it made it so much easier for, for me and for them. But also I think, um, one thing that I've always told parents and I, you know, if you ask my kids, one of the, the rules for me as a parent is when I mess up, I just say, sorry. You know, I, I've, I've seen some great parents, I had great parents. Uh, you know, if I, if someone gives time, I consider them a great parent. They're willing to give their time, but I don't see ma hear many sorries. And when I had the kids and I saw how difficult it was to teach your own kids and how emotions can <laughs> get involved, and it makes it tougher to be um, more clear or calm and patient. I would just say, sorry you know, when I mess up and that built a lot of confidence with the kids that hey, dad doesn't think he knows everything. He doesn't think that it's always got to be his way. If there's a mistake made, he'll, he'll admit it too. And I think that's probably a good thing for parents is that I would never want people looking at me thinking, Oh man, he has it all figured out. I definitely have figured things out for the way it works with me, Preston, Grace and Cam, but that's come through a lot of mistakes too. So you got one down, Preston, in the U.S. Open. Now you got Grace coming up here in a, in a week or so playing yeah. in her first U.S. Open. Got to be excited about that as well. Yeah, I'm so excited. I mean, I love my kids <laughs> with all I have. But a daughter, is, it's just something different. When she was uh, – so the, so the day she qualified was we were lucky enough to be doing the national championship at Greyhawk for Preston in Arizona State, and they got eliminated in the quarterfinals on the last hole. And Grace had just finished her – first 18 and she was four under. So she was just in, inside the number. So we raced down there, me and my wife and, um, other family members or grandparents. And we're watching her and she's playing really, really good. And 
I've been around the game so much that it's never over till it's over. <laughs> You're never safe till it's safe. But, but she was playing so nice, and she made this big putt on number 15, and I kind of allowed myself to look, you know, how many, how many strokes we got safe here. And then it looked like she was going to make it. And then the next thing is that I've told my kids for years, if I had one course to play and one group to play, it would be Pebble Beach, and it would be with, you know, my kids and Barbara Gina tag along and keep score. And Grace, about a month ago, she said, Dad, the amateur schedule's a little light in the summer. Can we finally go to Pebble Beach and play? And Cam's like, Dad, take us to Pebble, because Preston had played it in the U.S. Amateur. And I said, yeah, we'll, I'll make sure we get down there this summer. <clears throat> well, when she looked like she was going to make it, I'm like, wow, where is it this year? I kind of forgot. And I look at it's Pebble Beach, and I honestly just got choked up. And when she tapped in to advance, I had never seen her more excited because in golf, like she's progressed really nicely. She's gotten better. She's really good. She played a really nice college season, college season, but she hasn't qualified for the last two U S amateurs. She didn't play or qualify for the last two U S juniors. There's disappointment, <clears throat> disappointment. So for her to get in the U S open at Pebble beach, where I've been telling her it's my favorite course in the world. I mean, I was, <laughs> I got choked up for sure. And to see her so emotional, excited about making it, and then how excited our family was. I mean, those are moments you just never forget. So we're going into Pebble, just going to soak it in. It's going to be a huge, huge scene for her. She's never played a tour of a tour event, let alone a, a major championship. And that's exciting because she's going to get thrown in the fire. She'll learn how her brain and her body react. And but overall, I think it's just going to be an amazing experience for her to be around some of the best women in the game. She's been around the men's game more than she has the women's game. And I know she's looking forward to, she's got some great practice rounds lined up with some amazing players. And, um, I can tell even we're a week out and she's, uh, <laughs> she can't wipe the smile off her face, nor can I. That's awesome. Congratulations on that. Hey, we appreciate you taking some time and congratulations oh, on it. the success with your, your family, your kids, your clients. And, uh, I, man, go enjoy Pebble Beach. We'll be rooting you on. <laughs> what a cool experience coming off of LA and then going right into this. You know, that, that's great stuff, boy. To, and congratulations on it all. Hey, I appreciate you guys always supporting. It means a lot. Yeah, well, it's fun to Thanks, watch. Boyd. Nice job. Boyd Summerhays joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Good dude. That's some great stuff. You might want to log that one and share that with uh, those that you love in the golf world as you're kind of either training or, or working with one of your kids in the game or whether you're a kid and working with your dad or mom, you might want to share that as well. So that was really, really insightful. Appreciate Boyd for sharing that. Stay tuned. More of the show coming up next. Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. Echo Antioxidant Water, developed by Synergy Science, is the best water you can drink, and it's only available through this special radio offer. Over 1,000 research studies have shown that the powerful antioxidant used in Echo Antioxidant Water can reduce inflammation, improve brain function, help you sleep better, and boost gut health. With just two glasses a day, you can experience these benefits right from the comfort of your home. Some people have even replaced their morning coffee jolt with Echo Antioxidant Water. Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. 
That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. Welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Thanks again to Boyd Summerhays. Hope you enjoyed that. Some terrific insights. And there's more on that we'll be sharing coming up next week. Or if you're listening on our flagship station, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. More on that in hour number three. So stay tuned for that. Hey, by the way, congrats. Zach Blair off to a start. Pair of 65s at the Travelers uh, right there at the top of the leaderboard. Well played, Zach. Rory McIlroy with his first hole-in-one in his career on the PGA Tour. That's phenomenal. 3,000 and... 200 and something par threes and he finally aced one it's pretty incredible hey when we come back on the back nine hour number two caddy joins us more as we look back on the 123rd u.s open championship at la country hi this is rick tittle tune in every sunday night at 9 p.m pacific time for the video game review we'll review games we'll give away a brand new game we'll talk cheat codes new releases and your calls as well that's right here every sunday night on the sports byline usa broadcast network You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. USA News, I'm Richard Johnson. Prime Minister Modi, welcome back to the White House. President Biden receiving Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi to the South Lawn for what will be two days of meetings and a state dinner tonight. The leaders are expected to enter new partnerships on defense and technology. Biden also hopes to strengthen ties between the U.S. and India to help counter growing aggression from China and Russia. 
A former FBI analyst is going to prison for nearly four years after pleading guilty to having hundreds of classified documents in her home. Kendra Kingsbury was a, a counterintelligence analyst for the FBI for 12 years. She's a resident of Dodge City, Kansas, and she took home all sorts of documents, 20,000 documents they found in her home, 386 of which were classified. NBC correspondent Ken Delanian says Kingsbury admitted to keeping the papers, hard drives and disks filled with documents, but has not said much about why she did it. Congressman Adam Schiff says he'll do it again. The House has voted to censure the California Democrat for leading the first impeachment against President Trump. Schiff calls the Republican move false and defamatory. It's been more than five hours since, according to estimates, the oxygen ran out on that small submarine that's been missing in the North Atlantic since Sunday. But the search, and what is still labeled a rescue, continues. U.S. and Canadian Coast Guard vessels and some private ships are still at it, some 900 miles east of Cape Cod. The best place to live in the USA? According to U.S. News & World Report, it's Green Bay, Wisconsin. Huntsville, Alabama's next, followed by Raleigh-Durham, North Carolina. The report calls Green Bay the perfect mix of big city amenities and a Midwest small-town feel. Just don't expect Packers tickets. The team has the longest waiting list for season tickets in the NFL. This is USA News. At Total Wine & More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines, including Cabernet, Sparkling, Pinot Noir, and so much more. These savings are huge, and even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long, so visit Total Wine & More to find yours. Find what you love, love what you find, at the lowest price, only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, B21. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store? But then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. The six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. And right now you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code USA. Or call 800-951-8175. That's MyPillow.com, promo code USA. Biologists long ago figured out the chemicals that make up pretty much any animal meat. Now they're starting to make the meat, and just the meat, in a lab instead of a feedlot. Now the next step is getting it to your kitchen table. The Agriculture Department okayed California companies Upside Foods and Good Meat to sell chicken made from animal cells instead of slaughtered birds. The FDA approved lab-grown meat from both companies as safe for human consumption months ago. Companies have been trying to launch the new way of meat production in hopes to reduce animal harm and environmental effects of selling meat. I'm Ryan Daniels. No word yet when the cultivated meat, as it's known, will make it to store shelves in the USA. More states now allow the sale of marijuana and other cannabis products for recreational use. Nevada just approved the first of what are called cannabis lounges, places where you can go, sit, and smoke or take an edible. Las Vegas also has its first cannabis-friendly hotel where you can light up in your room. Now Colorado is taking the next step. Voters decided last year to decriminalize the possession of things like psychoactive mushrooms and create venues that can administer them in controlled settings. NFL quarterback Aaron Rodgers is an advocate for psychedelics. He told a conference in Denver this week the substances helped him overcome self-doubt and become a better person. I'm Richard Johnson, USA News.
This is Ron Barr. Be sure to check out Sports Byline and the 8Side Network's outstanding eight-part podcast series, Behind the Barrier, Voices from the Negro Leagues. Hear Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and others share their stories of the Negro Leagues, the challenges that the players face, and the importance of Negro League baseball to the game's history. Behind the Barrier is available now on the iHeart Podcast Network and all podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora. Check out Behind the Barrier. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Well, we have nine more holes to go, so how about you two fellas follow me to the 10th tee? On to the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper. Two players down the middle on the 10th hole. Here's Brian and Bob. Well, thank you very much, and welcome in to hour number two of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor. He's Bob Casper. At Real Golf is the Twitter handle. You can find us on SiriusXM203, iHeartRadio on various different channels and networks, and where your favorite podcast is found. Our flagship stations, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone in Salt Lake City, Utah. 20, what, four years, Bob? We going on 24 years now of doing this show? Yeah, we're, we're midway through our 24th year. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So we got a pretty good one coming up yeah. next year. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, we have heard from Boyd Summerhays. We are going to hear from the caddy coming up. We've heard some of the comments from Wyndham Clark, Scotty Scheffler, uh, Ricky Fowler, and some of the participants. We'll play some of that coming up as well. You know what? It was again the theme for me, Bob. Is it was a it was a Wyndham Clark victory. It was a perseverance. It was a guy that found himself. I you know what? Let me rephrase that. It's a guy that put himself in a situation that he had never been yeah. before. And then had the faith in his own abilities to not falter and and spit the bit, right? I mean, we see that so often. People get in an uncomfortable situation. Think about it just on your own if you're listening. You've all of a sudden made three birdies in a row. How, how do you feel, right? There's All of a sudden, you're outside your comfort level. I don't make three birdies in a row very often. So how if do you, you choose to look at it that way? But that's it. That's that, and I'm trying to learn. I've really been listening and trying to study what Wyndham Clark said and what he did, and that belief that he had in himself. It's yeah. a little bit like we, like Michael Block at the PGA, right? His whole thing on his golf ball. Why not? Why not? Yep. Or Ted Lasso. Ten second. Be a goldfish. Be a goldfish. That's you know, and you know what though? Isn't it hard? It's a lot easier to say forget the bad stuff than it is to forget the good stuff. I mean, the the good stuff sometimes is worse. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, the good, well, the good stuff. You're uh, the good stuff. You don't remember the bad stuff is what you remember. And 
what you actually should be focusing on is the good stuff and what's gotten you to that point right there. Well, I think, I think if you were to actually go a little deeper, you should just be focused on what your the present moment and not what you just did, whether yeah. it was good or bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are we? We we just play psychologists on the radio. Don't don't worry. Got a little Barbara Tell. We Telly stayed at a holiday us. inn last night. That's that's a good one. Hey, Express. Stay, <laughs> stay tuned. Uh, we'll get into it. Continuing to look back at the 123rd U.S. Open right here on Real Golf Radio. Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers AAA star Drew Avins, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up, palm down, and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com and you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your ABs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need. Go to ripgrippro.com. That's ripgrippro.com. Staples has everything you need to help run your small business. Shipping supplies and services to help move orders out the door. Print marketing services so you can print signs, banners, and presentations fast. And now during Staples Small Business Deal Days, you save 50% when you buy any combination of five or more boxes, mailers, and shipping tubes. Plus, find new deals for small business in-store every week. Keep your business running right and safe at Staples. Offer valid in-store online order pickup and Instacart. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Concord, New Hampshire location. Prices may vary. N7-1. Progressive presents an ad from mom. When you bundle your home and auto insurance with Progressive Bundle, that's a cute word. What? Read it again. Okay. When you bundle your home and auto insurance with Progressive, you get round-the-clock protection. Oh, that's darn good. Because once my sister Dottie, my older sister Dottie, her basement flooded. Get round-the-clock protection when you bundle and save with Progressive. It's easier than getting your mom to make this radio ad. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Are you looking to sell your house? Call 1-800-SELL-FAST to request a free all-cash offer. We can buy your house in days and you don't even have to clean or fix anything. There are no commissions or closing costs. No agents, no open houses, and no banks to deal with. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST or visit sellfast.com to request your cash offer. There's no obligation. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST. That's 1-800-735-5327. Or visit sellfast.com to get your free cash offer. Sellfast is a home buyer referral service. Each office independently owned and operated. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call term provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800 800- 345-2789. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term providers help thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-345-2789. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-345-2789. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-345-2789. 800-345-2789. Now, 
back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. This segment is brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort. Check out blackdesertresort.com. Hey, the construction is ongoing with the Resort Center Hotel, the residential villages, the water park, and all the retail, shopping, dining. All of that is still under construction, but... You can still go out and play the 18-hole championship design by Tom Weisskopf. It is available, and while the resort is being uh, built, it is open to the public. Check out blackdesertresort.com. Book your tee time today and go experience what is Black Desert at blackdesertresort.com. Not to mention, it is home of the 2025 Black Desert Championship on the LPGA Tour. So pretty cool stuff there. Hey, Bob, let's uh, talk more about our winner, Wyndham Clark. I mean, this guy played some phenomenal golf, and I loved what he said afterwards. It's really, you might not have known a whole lot about Wyndham Clark before last week, but, you know, you got to love him after, and some of these comments, here's what he had to say immediately after winning the U.S. Open. I started off great, and I felt really good and confident about um, my game. You know, unfortunately, I bogeyed the second hole, but I felt like I rebounded well and birdied in the fourth. You know, I got a little unlucky on, on hole eight, but I just felt like I bounced back and kept my emotions about me, and, um, you know, I hit some great shots coming down at the end, and Although I made a couple bogeys and it seemed like maybe uh, the rails were coming off, I was inside pretty uh, pretty calm. So um, I'm, I'm really pleased with myself with how I performed. So he was uh, adding the two together, whether he was coming off the rails or whether <laughs> the wheels were falling off. But uh, either way, it did appear that that might happen, and it just didn't. Uh, just your thoughts. Uh, again, we talked about this in the first hour, but on how he was able to maintain his composure in such a, a, a tough situation, a stressful situation. Well, he's proven that he's a great competitor and he loves, he loves winning golf tournaments. Um, you know, we talk about number eight, making bogey there, but how about the save at number nine when he was in the deep stuff just off the edge of the green and he chipped it up past the hole up onto the hill and brought it all the way back down, that was rolled it all the way back down to seven feet and then made that for par. That was, that was huge going to the back nine and keeping that momentum going. Yeah, just he seemed to do that time and time again, didn't he? Which was pretty amazing. Yep. And uh, he yep. was asked about the emotions that you have to deal with and uh, in, in that situation. I'm a, a fast player in the sense of once I get up to hit it, I just hit it. Um, you know, maybe my putting's a little slower now these days, but, uh, you know, when I pull the trigger hitting, uh, I'm fast. And so when things were going a little sideways or even good, I want to go fast. And I've just learned that I have to think slow and um, just kind of let things come to me and take it as it comes. And, you know, I think the only time that I didn't was on the par three. Um, was that 15? I kind of just lost my focus a little bit. It was, uh, it was a terrible wet shot. But um, but I, honestly, after that, even the bogey on 16, it's a tough, tough tee ball. You hit in the bunker. Um, but I... I hit some great shots coming down on 17 and 18, so um, I felt like I, I kept my motions um, at check as much as I could until, until the green on 18. You know, you learn a lot about the guy, Bob, when he, mm-hmm. you see him hit that shot on 14. He had to wait. And we know how tough 14 is. And by the way, how about the caddy? We'll talk to him coming up. He called it last <laughs> week on the show. He had a premonition that something would happen on 14 that would change the tournament. Yep. And it did. Rory, you know, making bogey and Wyndham making birdie there. And not, not that it may have changed the outcome, but that certainly sealed it in, in a lot of ways, Rory's fate. But, you know, for him to pull wait and wait and wait, and then to pull that shot off knowing all the trouble that could happen – and, and then not only that, right, that's the performance side, but then managing the adversity that came when he hit a bad shot on 15, when he drove it in the bunker on 16, you know, th- those kind of things down the stretch, 
you learn a lot about him from that standpoint as well. Yeah, the the second shot, the three wood on fourteen. Um, you know, a a big cut starting out at the fifteenth hole. Uh, or the 15th tee and cutting it right into that gap that, and, you know, getting it up there within uh, about 25 feet, 20 feet, something like that. And, and it looked like he hit a good putt, but he was just fine with it being dead weight, oh, yeah. only four or five inches from the hole to the right and making it in and, and jumping to a three shot lead. But like you said, he got a little ahead of himself on the next hole, uh, cost him a bogey in the bunker on 16, but I'll tell you what, uh, the shots he hit coming down the stretch on 17 and also the one into the green on 18 right in the middle of the green and two putting from 60-plus feet um, was phenomenal. Uh, Another dead weight putt that he could just tap in and become the U.S. Open champion. He was asked what he would like people to know about him if they're just kind of tuning in on this big stage, and he described a little bit about his uh, competitive nature. I feel like I'm one of the best players in the world, and... You know, obviously, this is just shows that what I believe is uh, can happen. And um, but at the same time, I'm I'm a pretty humble, calm guy, and I I don't try to get too high or too low in things. And um, you know, I'm obviously going to celebrate this, but I I like to compete. I like to I like to play against. I'm so competitive. I want to beat everybody, uh, but also be friends with everybody. So I'm trying to I try to you know have a good mix of that. I love that. I think that's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. My dad used to tell me when I was growing up playing high school sports, you know, you're everybody's friend off the field, but when you're on the field, you're no one's friend, right? You just, you got to go after these guys. You know, they, they yeah. can, could be your best friends, but you're competing against them in the team environment to try to earn your position as in the starting lineup, for instance. But then, you know, when you're off the field, you're, you're, you're friends with everybody. Oh, and same thing with your competitors. Well, that's a hard balance, but, and it's a lot of people that can come up and say, I feel like I'm one of the best players in the world. I feel like yeah. I belong. I feel like I can win. You know, sometimes it's actually believing that. Saying it's one yeah. thing, but actually believing it. He believes it, but in a humble kind of way, a little bit different than the bravado that Brooks Kepka kind of exudes in that same vein. But, you know, I, I just, I loved what he had to say. And there's so much more if you, if you have a chance to hear his whole interview. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it is. Um, I think a lot of, you know, his wind at the, um, at the Wells Fargo, um, validated what he feels about himself and his place in the game right now with the top players. That being a a uh, designated event uh, with 120 or however many of the top players in the world, and he goes out and beats them. And then he feels like he should have won at Memorial, another designated event uh, hosted by Jack Nicholas. And then he comes to the U.S. Open, and when it comes down the stretch, he does what he feels he is in his heart and in his mind, and that's a competitor and a guy that's one of the top players in the world. So it was really fun to watch him. And, and I kept thinking the whole round through, I kept thinking, okay, when's he, when's, when are things going to happen to where he gets some adversity? And that came late in the round that really could have cost him, but he didn't let it. And, uh, and he went on to win. So um, my hat's off to him. What a great player. Um, he's got a phenomenal talent. Um, he went from, what was it, 162nd or 163rd beginning the year in the world to 32nd after last week, and now he's 13th in the world this week. And 
that shows his belief system on what he's been able to do with his golf game this year and win a couple of tournaments, including a major. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, that's well said, Bob. And and yeah, what a rise. No question about it. He's on the big stage. He'll be playing at Royal Liverpool coming up in a few weeks' time with the rest of the guys and competing for a Claret Jug. So, um, look, I, I, I love his confidence and I love his, his attitude. Let, I'll, I'll say this. I found... This can segue a little bit into our next uh, topic, and we'll continue that with the caddy, and that's on LACC. But I found Sunday, and this is no reflection on the players uh, or the golf course necessarily, but I found it to be a little boring on Sunday. It was a little flat. Uh, It felt to me like two boxers standing in the ring for about eight rounds and they were just <laughs> kind of they were just kind of bouncing around and, and jabbing and sparring a little bit and nobody really took any shots and so what I mean by that is that it's like I kept waiting for some momentum swings Tommy Fleetwood way ahead of the group shot 63 good for him um, and we can talk about him when we lead up to the open championship because I, I had mentioned that it might be a Fleetwood special there at LACC right. it just kind of came a little too late so maybe Liverpool yeah. is another one to, he's a, certainly a guy that's and that's his second 63 in a final round in the U.S. Open. The, US the first Open, one coming on. at Shinnecock. Right, right. I mean, Fleetwood and Miller, right? I mean, the only difference <laughs> is Miller won. So, uh, but but, I, but I'll, I'll say this. I came to appreciate, and what actually stuck with me and started to draw me in was the perseverance of a guy in Wyndham Clark yeah. that had all of the reasons playing in, you know, in, in, in an environment that he was unfamiliar with, with all of the others chasing him that, other than Ricky, that had, you know, major championship success already. Yep. That was compelling in and of itself to see how he handled the situation, and he did so masterfully and like a true champion and at the end of the day he is the u.s open champion now that kind of leads into was it lacc was that part of it what did you think did it not really provide what we wanted to you know all of those kind of things i want to get your take on that bob i have some thoughts scotty scheffler offered some thoughts we'll get the caddy as well when we come back and continue as we look back on the 123rd u.s open at la country club you're listening to real golf radio I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. That's 800-817-2968. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. 
move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. Priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear. Nothing shows on the back of your ear. And at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738. That's 800-278-1738. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. And right now it's time for America's favorite caddy. There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. We can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper. Here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Caddy joins us weekly right here on Real Golf Radio and excited to get his take on the U.S. Open and L.A. Country Club specifically, how it handled and provided a test for the U.S. Open winner. Caddy, how are you? Caddy's just chilling. All right. Love it. Summertime. Full on summer, officially summer. It is. It's officially summer now. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday it was. So we got that going for us. It's starting to get shorter already. (laughs) Hey, let's enjoy the uh, long days while we got them. But yes, I guess technically it is uh, starting to shorten up every day. Slightly. Ever so slightly. Yes. So, Caddy, uh, LACC, um, we had a lot of great things to say about it leading into it. And there's some people that don't think that it necessarily measured up as a U.S. Open venue. I'm not saying that I'm one of those. In fact, I actually really like the, the venue, and I think they should have it again. I think it's a nice mix, and I love that they set the golf course up the way it was intended and let the players play instead of trying to trick it up. What, what was your ultimate take uh, watching the final round and how it all unfolded, and specifically as the country LACC as the venue? I thought the... Uh... It's a pretty exciting tournament to watch, which, and it, it kind of came down to things you kind of expect to see at a U.S. Open. Um, we're hitting it in the rough was costly, and the conditions were pretty firm and running, and there was a lot of pressure, and so that was that was pretty much that was good. I just, um, you know, I've got this old school 
idea in my head that we have to have um, the U.S. Open is, tries to be the sternest test of the year, the most demanding golf course. And the main part of that forever was you've got to drive the ball well. And for me, there's just too much room out there where you can drive it pretty far offline and be just fine. Now, the rest of the course from there on in was tremendous from a U.S. Open standpoint. And the course as it is, is a really good golf course and cool to play, et cetera. But I'm just a narrow fairway U.S. Open guy. That's just, hmm. it's going to be hard to remove that from my DNA. So didn't you think that the golf course got pretty bouncy that last day and it was extremely tough to get the ball close to the hole? Hence, that's why you saw scores that were closer or around even par than anything else. Yes, and the holes that were extremely long, going to the rolling back the golf ball idea, like 13 and 17, um, they played really tough, even though, 17 is not a humongously wide fairway. 13 is. Um, but they played really tough with the length and all that. So, yeah. It, I mean, it absolutely looked, outside of somebody hitting it in high rough, it looked like a U.S. Open for really the last three days. Everything but the first day. So, the ball was kind of bouncing like you'd expect it to see and things like that. So, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a cool golf course. I mean, the par threes are just so good. They're crazy good. Caddy's joining us. Yeah, Caddy's joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So I I guess, let me ask you this. What did you think about Shinnecock and the setup? Because I thought the fairways were fairly wide compared to maybe years past at Shinnecock. I liked liked the setup there. Um, Obviously, Chambers Bay was pretty wide open, and a lot of people didn't like that. I, I didn't. I didn't hate Chambers Bay so much for the the width of the fairways as I did. It's just a difficult spectator course, and the greens, the fescue greens at the time, they've changed that now. Th- those were those were kind of tough. They got a little brutal at the end of the day. But I, so I guess I'm just trying to to pick your brain. Like I I don't necessarily think a U.S. Open has to be in a cookie cutter, you know, winged foot, you know, kind of. Uh, format every single year. I mean, I think that's okay that that's the general rule. And this is not disparaging against Wingfoot. Just simply, I think that's the prototypical layout that you're talking about. Because I, I, I thought it was I thought it was entertaining. Obviously, 10 under par is not what they typically like to see, but I thought they the guys played really well to get there. I would like to go back. I'm not a historian enough to say... Um, we go way back through the entire history of the U.S. Open. How much did we stray on courses we played from what we might, you know, what are we going to call it? Like the Oakmont Wingfoot model, um, yeah. so to speak. Um, how many courses did we play that weren't like that and were wide open off the tee? I'm going to say, like, I know of none prior to Aaron Hill. That's zero. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, I, I don't know. I mean, we could call Frank Tenshaw and say, hey, in the 20s, 30s, 40s, were they playing some places with big old fairways for the U.S. Open? But I don't. So I don't, I'm, I'm ignorant on that. So, but in my history, going back to, if we run it back to the 50s and run through, I'm pretty sure, you know, until we got to Aaron Hills, I don't think we had wide fairways 
ever. So it's an interesting little change in philosophy or change and let's try this. Um, let's, let's, let's try something different. And at Shinnecock, the last time we played, my, my pre, my previous time, the previous time at Shinnecock to that, um, you know, I was caddying in the final couple final groups our last second to last groups and things like that. So that was the brutal Shinnecock that mm-hmm. everybody was complaining about and lost control and this and that. And yeah, there were, there were some things that were, <clears throat> were pretty crazy there, but, um, I like that <laughs> because I can't say I like that to that extreme, but I like the fairways were narrower for sure. Um, yeah. I remember walking out on the third fairway the last time I was there for the Brooks Kepka win. And it was just, I was like, wow, it's fairways wide. And then the number five, Ooh, this one's pretty big too. And I don't know. I look, I, I'm just going to sound like a broken record. I like narrower fairways at the U S open that make it a really demanding driving test. So what do you consider so, narrow and what do you consider wide? So narrow is running them from like 28 to 32 or 35. So the 13th hole at Chambers Bay was 105 yards wide. The 18th fairway at LA Country Club was 57, 59, 57, something like that yards wide at 300. Um, on, a, on a big hole, a 500-yard par four, you know, I wouldn't want to see it much wider than 35. That's pretty narrow, not yeah. ne- but not necessarily down to that twenty six twenty eight width. Well, the twelfth hole at Chambers Bay was twenty one, and the thirteenth hole was uh, was one hundred and five. That's a pretty big difference. But the twelfth hole is drivable. It was a short little drivable hole. So, yeah. So no, I um, yeah. I think I think really if I, I'm a, I'm agreeing with I saw Paul McGinley talking about. Uh, LA North. And I was just right in. I agreed with, I love what he said about it. I said, there's a few holes, three or four holes where you narrow the fairways there and you got a crazy plastic, awesome U.S. open course. Boom. Just like that. Even if it was soft the first day, you wouldn't have seen, you would have seen a 66, not a 62. Probably. And that might be a little extreme, but you wouldn't have seen that the kind of day that made everybody, that for we wouldn't be having this conversation. Let's put it that way. Hmm. All right. So you would, in your opinion, yay or nay on going back? You're an A. I'd like to see him go back there and narrow a few fairways. There you go. Okay. Well, let's not beat a dead horse. Um, what did you think about uh, Wyndham <laughs> Clark and the way he held up? You said it was an exciting U.S. Open. I, I actually thought it was a little flat in the final round, and it took me some really honing in on Wyndham Clark to just, that's what finally grabbed me when he hit the shot in on 14, made a couple bogeys on 15 and 16, but then was able to hold on, you know, down the stretch with all those multiple major winners around him. And he was the one that just seemed to just keep his, he was controlling his game. And it was, that's what, that's what became exciting to me. Otherwise I just was a, a little, I thought it was a little flat from the challengers. I just expected a little bit more of a push from Scheffler and Rory and Fowler and, you know, those guys. No question there. I mean, all those guys you mentioned did not play well. Everyone, every one of them would tell you, yeah, I was off today. And so that's why it was like that. But at the same time, um, the U.S. Open's often 
a battle of attrition. That's what it's yeah. supposed to be. It's not, it's not necessarily the guy plays a great, but I don't know who came up with this line, but I think a great description of what we're used to seeing at us opens historically is nobody wins the us open. People lose the us open. And so that's yeah, so kind of what happened. It's not like a back nine at Augusta where you get all the roars and everything. Yeah, it's very, it's very rare for someone to win the U.S. Open. You could say Tom Watson won the U.S. Open at Pebble by chipping in on 17 and burying 18. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody lost that one. But most of the time, <clears throat> the U.S. Open's lost and not won. And mm-hmm. that was definitely the, that, that was the case at, at, at L.A., you know. You could you could kind of say Wyndham won it, kind of, but no one was going to win it on those on that stretch because you just you just couldn't play those last bunch of holes under par. Like it was a great job to play thirteen through eighteen even par, right? Which is what Scotty Scheffler did. I mean, which is super impressive. Even the whole back night, yeah. But no one, you know, but he need it's to, to shoot two or three. He needed, yeah. Yeah, we saw some guys who were really hot on the back nine, like three or four or five under, and then all of a sudden ended up shooting like two or three at best, right? So it just was tough, man. Those last three holes. Wow. Hey, and by the well, way, and, and sorry, go ahead, Bob. I was going to say the other thing that they just couldn't get the ball close enough to the hole on that back nine, too. I mean, you saw Wyndham Clark on the 14th hole hit that, that three wood in there and, and get it to about 20 feet. But for the most part, the guys the guys never ever got really, really good, solid quality looks coming down the stretch. It was all, it was all putts of 20, 20 feet plus. Yeah. I think maybe that's why Brian's statement, you know, it's just, there was kind of, how do you, how do you beat Wyndham Clark at that U S open? You hope he makes another bogey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. You don't, you don't make a birdie. You hope he makes another bogey. So it was kind of, yeah, I mean, I could see that. It just, look, those guys were just, they were just a little off. You know, Scotty, Scotty didn't get out. He, on the front nine, you know, he kind of didn't do this, didn't do that there. And all of a sudden I think he turned it even on the front, right? Maybe. Yeah. And you just couldn't turn it even on the front nine. If you were four shots behind that, you, it was pretty much over the way things were going because there's no way you're shooting four on the back nine. So, no, and like you said, and window. Rory made that bogey on fourteen. Yeah, when he had yeah. a wedge in I his mean, hand. If Rory, if Rory makes a better swing off the tee on fourteen, he might be the U.S. Open champion. And that's that's about as U.S. Open as it gets, <laughs> right? Because um, he's probably you know. But then again, who knows? I mean, that that fourteenth hole, it was. I think it's a great par five. A lot of people probably don't. I, I could see people not liking it because it's really hard to do anything with getting on it in two. Uh, you have to have the back left pin placement, so the left side, back left side pin placements to have any reason at all to go for that green in two. So a lot of guys maybe don't like that. But I just thought, man, I love par fives where it's an over par scoring average and they're not goofy. And that hole's not goofy. And it's over and over par scoring average, and it's like sixteen at Firestone. That's just a great par five. 
And uh, I, I like those a lot. They're pretty cool. And the caddy's premonition came true, which is just remarkable. I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like, caddy, Mike freaking Rory, right in the middle of the fairway with a wedge. He puts it in the face of the bunker, an embedded ball, and makes bogey and, and Wyndham right behind him is waiting, waiting, waiting. And then he hits a stud shot, shot of the tournament up there onto the green, two putts for birdie, and, and there you go. So I was like, look at the caddy. Caddy says last week on the show, I don't know, I just have this weird feeling that something's going to happen on 14 that's going to alter or affect the outcome of the tournament. I'm like, okay. And boom, there it was, 14th hole. Yeah, that was an easy thing to come up with, too, looking at the golf course. <laughs> you just you could see someone going for 14 and making a double um, with with the pins to the right. And you're like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And you, it was mostly actually, my thoughts were actually about the pins on the more the frontish and rightish side of the green, where it was hard to, I mean, there's just not much room to even hit a wedge shot in there. And if you miss it yeah. long in the bunker, that's no good. If you miss it short in the front bunker, that's no good. There's nowhere to hit it there. And if you go for it, too, and hit it a little right of the green, I don't know if you guys noticed when you were there, but there's like a 25-foot vertical downslope to the right there. You don't want any part of hitting it long right there or right of the green there. So, you know, that's – and if you – if you went for it in two with a, a rightish pin, you're going to miss it left, and you got nothing to work with. So no one's really going to go for it in those cases. But I thought maybe someone would. I thought I thought the Sunday pin would be more like in the front right of the green there. Um, that's why kind of why I said that. But it just yeah, it just worked out that you know, Rory's Rory's uh, Rory was in a very good place in that fairway for his third shot. That was not that was kind of a cake shot for a world-class player to knock in there fairly close. And yeah, I mean, I don't know if he mentioned judge wind or, or what happened there. Maybe he just made a, a little bit of a bad swing at a bad time, but um, that was a real, I was really surprised when that ball went in there. I was like, Oh no, <laughs> that's it for the tournament's over. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Caddy, can you hang on? I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, more on Wyndham and some of his strategy. Plus, uh, I teased it last week, but a little bit of yardage book discussion. I, I thought, you know, with Johnny Miller, and we chatted with him this week, and him talking about his uh, his yardage book back at Oakmont 50 years ago and how it's changed. So can you hang on? We'll chat. I'll Mark. There you go. He's going to Mark. All right, we'll play through. Stay tuned after this. More with the Caddy here on Real Golf Radio. Everyone expects distance from their driver. We're shifting the paradigm to deliver far more than that. We constructed the first ever 360 carbon chassis. It's 44% lighter than titanium, shifting weight to actively enhance both distance and forgiveness. Now you get 15% tighter downrange dispersion in our longest driver ever. This is the new paradigm in performance from Callaway, the kings of distance. It looks like a blade. It feels like a blade, but it performs unlike any other. The new Odyssey Tri-Hot 5K is a radical departure from traditional thinking. With multi-material construction, a shallow CG, and MOI over 5,000, we've actually made the blade forgiving. The days of sacrificing performance for looks and feel just ended. The new Tri-Hot 5K, it's a blade unlike any other. From Odyssey, the number one putter on tour. 
We all love heading to St. George for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What's been missing is a Scottsdale-style golf resort where you can stay and play and own your own residence. That's why we're building Black Desert Resort at Entrada, offering exceptional amenities from a spa, world-class dining and shopping, water park, and a Tom Weiskopf championship golf course. It's literally an outdoor paradise. Find out about exclusive real estate opportunities available now at blackdesertresort.com. This is not about splitting hairs. It's more precise than that. It's knowing to one one thousandth of an inch that every layer of every Chrome Soft is manufactured precisely, which we confirm with proprietary 3D X-ray. Precision technology is not an industry standard, but it is ours. You can hope your ball performs consistently, or you can know it will with precision technology. Chrome Soft, better for the best, better for everyone. For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. Sometimes, less is more. Like creating a revolutionary new raw face to maximize spin in every possible condition. But other times, more is more. Like taking the most aggressive groove in golf and adding even more advanced wedge technology. Like optimized tungsten weighting. It takes true innovation to deliver pure spin in its rawest form. The new Jaws Raw from Callaway. to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio, brought to you in part by Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Are you going to sell some of those Jailbird, Ricky, and Wyndham putters after the, what we saw last week? Probably. <laughs> uh, you can check it all out at CallawayGolf.com. And we're continue, continuing now with America's favorite caddy. Okay, so what was interesting, too, about Wyndham Clark is uh, his, his confidence and the way he described some of the things that happened, I wanted to play a cut for you and, and, and just get your reaction because it was, uh, it was certainly a, a, a great test for Wyndham. Sorry, I'm just going to cue this up real quick. And uh, here we go. I started off great, and I felt really good and confident about um, my game. You know, unfortunately, I bogeyed the second hole, but I felt like I rebounded well and birdied in the fourth. You know, I got a little unlucky on, on hole eight, but I just felt like I bounced back and kept my emotions about me. And, um, you know, I hit some great shots coming down at the end, and although I made a couple bogeys and it seemed like maybe uh, the rails were coming off, I was inside pretty, uh, pretty calm. So um, I'm, I'm really pleased with myself with how I performed. I feel like I'm one of the best players in the world. And, you know, obviously this is just shows that what I believe is, uh, can happen. And, um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm a pretty humble, calm guy and I, I don't try to get too high or too low in things. And, um, you know, I'm obviously going to celebrate this, but I, I like to compete. I like to, I like to play against, I'm so competitive. I want to beat everybody, uh, but also be friends with everybody. So I'm trying to, I try to, you know, have a good mix of that. 
All right, there you go. That's a little bit about Wyndham Clark. He talked about getting lucky on eight. Wild that he hit it in the same spot I did on eight. It was that's death. I don't know how he was even able to get it out the second time. He 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 did. He would go on to say that if you were just out playing with your buddies, you would step on the bush to take your stance, which would reveal the ball, and it would have been a pretty easy up and down. He said, but he wanted to make sure he didn't do anything wrong, so called a rules official over. And the biggest thing is he couldn't see the ball. He couldn't see what he was swinging at, and that's why it got left in there. But um, pretty pretty cool to hear the way he took that confident approach into a situation that he's really never been in before. Yeah, that's pretty neat stuff. Um, hearing that he felt calm and confident down the stretch. That's a, that's a nice place to be when you've won one event and you're coming down the stretch of the U S open and you're just feeling like, yeah, I got this. And that's about as genuine sounding as anything I've ever heard someone say describing how they felt during a round. That's impressive. That's the, <laughs> that's the guy you want to caddy for right there. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and, but the great thing about it was he won a designated event at Wells Fargo. So he, he played all these guys and he beat all these guys that had to promote a lot of confidence in him coming down the stretch, hey, I've already beat these guys once. I can beat them right now. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, well, I can't say it doesn't matter what you say because what you say can affect, but the bottom line is it it really matters what, what do you really believe? What's really going on in your head? So what you say essentially doesn't matter unless it affects what you believe, which it can't. I'm going around in circles. But anyway, um, I got a question for you. So let's, let's take the very best players like Jack and Tiger. Um, I, I'd like to say Ben Hogan, but we don't have enough footage. Um, have you heard Tiger say, I feel like one of, I'm one of the best players in the world ever? Hmm. Or Jack. Or Jack. They, so if my point is... Um, seems like the guys who are really the best players never mention the fact that they're that good. And I remember Verplank's coach, Mike Holder. Yeah. His line to Verplank one time was, he said, uh, if you're really good, you don't have to toot your horn because everybody else will toot it for you. Yeah. So I think it's cool when a guy says, I feel like I'm one of the best players in the world. He's just trying to say, you know, I, you know, he's confident about where he stands in this and that. I just think yeah. it's interesting that I can never recall hearing the very best guys ever say anything like that. They just never went there. You, you, Tiger's, Tiger might have said, I expect, I'm, I expect to win. Um, I guess that's another way of saying it. But, yeah, I just, yeah, it's interesting. But they, they, I, I'm like, they, those guys never would say that. The very, very best wild that's interesting yeah uh you know what i wanted to talk to you about yardage books but we are going to run out of time because the the cut that i wanted to play from johnny is two minutes long and we only have about three minutes left so that doesn't give you a lot of time to talk about it but it it was interesting and we can just kind of hit this much he basically had to walk off his own yardages didn't have any laser and he just kept notes on a card 
And from from where that has gone to where these guys are today, you know, especially playing a, a golf course like LACC that they've never seen before and with so many different nuances, you know, I, I wonder if today's players would be able to step it off and eyeball it the way that those guys did back then. Those guys shot awfully good scores stepping it off and eyeballing it. The conditions obviously were probably different. Um, I think it'd be hard to argue that it's not easier now to make a whole ton of putts that you couldn't make before because the greens are just pure mm, right. like pool tape everywhere. So you can make a lot more putts than you, but they're, they're probably also a lot more slippery than they used to be uh, in general way back when. So it's hard to compare errors and it's a lot of apples to oranges, but I think, you know, I wonder having the precise yardage is obviously pretty nice, but is it really, as long as you have reference points, you know, Oh, from this tee, I hit a four into the front and a five iron to the back. And do you need a yardage at all? Really? You, I mean, for, for some shots you do for a lot of shots, you don't, you just know. And so maybe having the number precise like that is just part of the routine and it just makes guys feel more confident about it. But I don't know. I mean, the, the scores are a little bit better than they used to be when back when there were no books and no lasers and things like that and no yardages out there. The scores are a little better, but I don't know. It's, uh, I think it would be really wild to play an event with no yardages whatsoever. You just have to go out and do it the old, old school. No. Do it old school. You can pace, you pace them off if you want or whatever. Ooh, right? That wouldn't take any time at all. Whew. That's what practice rounds are for. Well, he's just saying, yeah, I guess if it's an actual event, you'd have quit, practice Quit right. showing up on Wednesdays just to play the Pro-Am and then play the <laughs> tournament. Go out and do the work Monday, Tuesday. Oh. Right, Caddy? Old, old school right there. I'd, lo- I'd love yeah. to see it. Let's talk it about awesome. Let's do this next week. We'll talk feel versus science because Wyndham Clark used to work with swing coaches. And he said, his, everyone always said yeah. his swing looked great, but he didn't know. He said, I didn't know where the ball was going. And so now he just figures it out on his own. He doesn't have he a, owns it. a swing coach. So, yeah, so, right, Bob. So that he owns his swing. Same thing with the yards, just feel versus actual. Anyway, that, that'll be a fun discussion. We'll table that for next week. Caddy, good stuff. We appreciate it. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That's the caddy right here on Real Golf Radio. we got to take a short break. We'll come back and wrap up the show next. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. Echo Antioxidant Water, developed by Synergy Science, is the best water you can drink, and it's only available through this special radio offer. Over 1,000 research studies have shown that the powerful antioxidant used in Echo Antioxidant Water can reduce inflammation, improve brain function, help you sleep better, and boost gut health. With just two glasses a day, you can experience these benefits right from the comfort of your home. Some people have even replaced their morning coffee jolt with Echo Antioxidant Water. Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789. 
If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. Thanks to everybody who joined us today. The caddy, you heard from Boyd Summerhays in hour number one. Really appreciate you for tuning in as well. You know what? Putting a bow on this thing. Wyndham Clark, I think the caddy said it best. It's very rare that somebody goes out and wins the U.S. Open. So often people lose the U.S. Open, and then someone's a benefactor of that. But Wyndham Clark won the U.S. Open. He put himself there, and he did not lose it. He played great all the way down the stretch, and he hoisted that trophy proudly. Yeah, you know, after those two bogeys on the 15th and 16th holes, um, he held on. He had great shots coming down those last two holes, and he made a great two-putt uh, two from 60 feet on the final hole. And that's how you finish off a tournament and become a champion. So he did go out and win that event. Let us know what you think and what you thought of that uh, U.S. Open, especially L.A. Country Club. Love to hear from you. At Real Golf is where you can give us a tweet. That is going to do it for us. we got a lot to talk about. We already teased what we're going to talk with the caddy about next week. We also have player meetings and a bunch of stuff coming out of Travelers. We've got yep. the KPMG Women's PGA Championship at Baltusrol. We're not too far away from the Women's Open at Pebble Beach. Lots to get to, so be sure to tune in next week right here on Real Golf Radio. For Dave Glauser and Bob Casper, I'm Brian Taylor. Good to be with you. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Gasper. Follow us on Twitter at Real Golf and join us every week on the Real Golf Radio Network. 
Hi, this is Rick Tittle. Tune in every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Pacific time for the Video Game Review. We'll review games. We'll give away a brand new game. We'll talk cheat codes, new releases, and your calls as well. That's right here every Sunday night on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Hey, sports fans. This is Andy Dorf. Check out my show, Dorf on Sports Byline Sunday, each and every Sunday, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific time on Dorf on Sports on the Sports Byline USA radio network and sportsbyline.com.